Shane Lowry, how are you keeping? I'm good, thanks. Well, I'm as good as I can be. <laughs> Golf Weekly, exclusively available on Patreon. Sign up now at otbsports.com forward slash golf The OTB Podcast Network. Dad Pod. Well, this is a video thing as well. have a name. Podcast. Oh, midlife crisis. Howdy daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually, yeah. All right, welcome along to Dadcast. Uh, we are but three today. Ger Gilroy has clearly got better things to do in this time. And to be absolutely fair to everybody, we've made a commitment to actually do this thing a little bit more often. And uh, if we're relying on having all four of us here, as Dave McIntyre has pointed out this week, when we had, I mean, there were ESL-style style talks. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think if that were the case, we'd, we'd never get it done. So that's what we've... Who's Tottenham? We've committed to do... What have we committed to doing? We, well, I, 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 and I hope the three of you, I'm speaking on Jerry's behalf here as well, which is possibly a dangerous pursuit. I'm committing to a dad pod, a dad cast per fortnight. Now, yeah, our listeners are going to hold us to that. In fairness, we did we did do a golf podcast called Golf Weekly and did it once every <laughs> month for about four years, and it never did it any harm. So, and then suddenly it's become the greatest success podcast success story in the land. Well, not for, not for too much longer. The Dadcast is going to streak past it in the very near future. <laughs> it might be streaking. It's going to shit its right. pants past it. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, all the, over a passerby. The, the good news is that we are definitely committed to doing this a bit more often. And the ones that we do, we're actually going to post as well as the other commitment that when we record, we, we, uh, we will feel obliged that we should actually post them. Yeah, well, only this morning I received a complaint that the most recent recording was not posted. It was actually posted, but it just went up on the Off the Ball YouTube site. So we never found the light of day if you were a Diecast subscriber, of which there are obviously a few. Um, life is good. Everybody feeling a bit sort of the better of announcements this week and been able to poke the head out of the cave a little bit and come out of hibernation a small bit. Yeah, it's, um, I definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel, literally and metaphorically. It's been... Um, the lads were back training this week. The younger guys back tomorrow morning. I was booking camps to beat the band there on Wednesday nights, summer camps, cool camps, soccer camps. And uh, we're planning a few days away at some stage and two boys seem to be enjoying the outdoors. And yeah, it's as good as I've felt for a long time. It's, it's been really good. Delighted. You've been camping. I'm one of those people who's been brainwashed into going, I don't really want to go anywhere now. You're in I'm, sort of used to, I'm sort of used to not packing up the entire family into a car, all the moaning and whining as you're driving down the motorway. <laughs> I, I, my, every weekend for the last six months, certainly since Christmas, has been the exact same. And I'm kind of into a routine now, and I like it. You're like and it's just the Shawshank. Been, exactly. It's been thrown <laughs> upside down in the last week with the kids going back to sport, which I was massively pushing for and thinking... Wouldn't it be great to get back to that previous routine again? And now we have six days a week of activities. Monday is the only day where nothing happens yet, though there was a letter in yesterday from school that cricket lessons were starting Wow! Uh, on a Monday. And the only thing putting us off is that it's a Monday. I, I, I like the thought of uh, cricket. You know, it's a, it's a smaller sport, so the chances of being really good at it are massively improved compared to obviously you know, soccer where unfortunately it's just never going to happen. Dave, can I, can I just confirm, are you, do you believe to be home alone or are there others in the house? 
Um, there is another adult in the house. Okay. Why were you wondering why you were so quiet? No, your door went halfway open there. I just made oh. it, wasn't it? <laughs> you think there was an intruder in the house? Yeah. <laughs> just, just on that point, um, because so we booked for our holidays for late summer. We booked it right back in January, thankfully. But we're going to Dingle. Uh, I've never been to Dingle, but uh, I know it's a long way away. And it is. as we know, children in cars is a dangerous mix at the best of times. But I'd say not a fortnight went past where we weren't going to probably Galway at some stage down to see my parents. So they were well used to it pre-COVID and everyone had got to a stage where there was very little pissing, very little puking, and we were all quite happy with life. Whereas now, like three weeks ago, we went for a drive to the seaside. It was pissing rain, so we stayed in the car. We went to McDonald's drive-through, got a McFlurry and sat in front of the sea. And by the time we're coming back, and this is no more than 20 minutes away, all three of them were, don't feel good. Don't feel good. Stomach is going. Carsick. Carsick from being in the car for 20 minutes. Mm. How the hell are we going to get to Dingle? There might be some that would suggest what you fed them in the previous half an hour might have had something to do with it. I don't think so. Don't give them McFlurries. (laughs) Well, I suppose there isn't a kid in the land that has been in the car for longer than 20 minutes. You're right, over the last... 16 months so that's definitely going to be an issue car sickness is going to be a problem but you just what, what alternative have you got if you pick somewhere to go i wouldn't be choosing my holiday destination on the potential for car sickness being an issue just go for it and look someone throws up you've been down that road many times before are they is are they are they like are they watching tv or are they reading or is there something they're doing that's contributing to it no no, they're not, uh, not really doing that. And they're doing that thing that, you know, I insist they do, which is just look out the window and if they need to be bored, be bored. <laughs> yeah. like, I suffered through this. <laughs> I suffered through this when I was a kid. You know, those journeys up to see granny and granddad and ballon robe in the car for 50 minutes and there's nothing to occupy yourself except stare into the distance and use your imagination. Look out a beautiful mayo. Exactly. Read a book. But they're, Yeah, they're not great for reading in the car now. Maybe on a longer bring, journey they might, but... Bring toys. A, pl- a big bag of plastic toy soldiers or something. My kids are nine and seven. If I turned up with a big bag of plastic <laughs> soldiers. Do they, um, are they, they, so we've, we've got into the thing where like, if we're out of the trip, that uh, danger is that one of them fall asleep. And then the danger is if you're leaving late in the day, then they're waking up at like six o'clock and then you have to try and start to put them to bed like an hour later, which just ain't happening. And then they're hopping off the walls at like 11 o'clock at night. Um, so it's a, our, thing is kind of you might give them watch and let, let them watch a bit of YouTube just to keep them awake for half an hour which we don't like doing but it's either that or have them hopping off the walls at 11 o'clock and it's the oh, yeah. evils. That, that is the one time where screen time is 100% justified we would I would employ that always when we're coming on from Cavan where my um, mother's family grew up and we go up to the farm and there's no screens on the way up but if you leave the farm at 430 and you've got an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half journey home. The last thing you want is five minutes out the gap for them to be asleep and have 90 minutes of sleep under their belts by the time you put the car in the driveway. So I bring two tablets, you whip them both out and knock yourselves out, lads. Watch whatever you want for the next hour and a half. Sometimes that's just all that needs to be done. I mean, it's a far better alternative to them, as you said, climbing, hanging out of the chandeliers at 9.30. Oh, and not even the house down. We, we had that this week where my wife was bringing <laughs> one of the lads up to scouts on Wednesday and the youngest, the two-year-old, fell asleep. She was only in the car about two minutes, but fell asleep. And the next two hours were hell on earth. 
the crankiness, the meltdowns, the insanity, and also your entire evening is just gone. You're going through some terrible two times at the moment, Adrian, eh? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this this kid had gone from the point where my wife always sort of Your said, kid, by the way, right? Huh? You said you said you said this kid in a way as if it was a story of somebody else. So this kid, this 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 child, this child this kid, this kid I know. Imagine the child. Uh, this kid had gone from like my wife would always take the mic out of me now and say, Oh, your little angel, she's she's so peaceful because I would always make the point about how great she was and well behaved she was. And she was just generally an unbelievable child in that, like she was so happy. She would just go along with everything. She was like, it was like the stuff you see in the Waltons or whatever. Like, it's like this is this is incredible. This She's just going to be like this for the rest of her life. And then around about the time that she turned two a few months ago, um, I'm not going to say she's a demon all the time. I think that would be very harsh on her, but like there are times where there is just absolutely no talking to her at all. There's no getting, she'll throw a strap about literally nothing and there is no getting her out of it. She'll be, she'll go off, she'll lie on the ground, she'll do that thing of like stomping her feet off the ground and there's no talking to her and there's no, like the only thing that I can find that works in any way at all and it's only ever a temporary measure is some distraction like, oh, look, there's a squirrel on the wall or whatever, and it lasts for a few minutes until she remembers that she's in a bad form, and uh, and it's it's terrific, and there's nothing you can do about it, and it's tough going. What advice have you got? Is it not your second time around through this though? Um, I, yeah, like I honestly can't remember anything about anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest worry with this podcast. Every time something comes up, I have no memory of that happening. <laughs> That's right. That entire three-year period. And like, that's only for the other lad two years ago. And I'm sure, I don't know. I can't, honestly can't remember. It definitely wasn't a case that he was so nice and then became so like troublesome. There was probably like an even, an even level of. She's a bit Andy Gorm, is she? Huh? <laughs> what happened there about Andy Gorm? We'll edit that bit out. Sure, we'll edit that bit out. I never went through the. We never went through the terrible twos with the two boys at all. Right. There was no. I, I remember at the time thinking this is waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, definitely with the current two-year-old, there's a bit of it. Maybe not as extreme as what you're saying. Um, and I wonder is it more just her personality that she is just far more stubborn and sure of herself and mm. unwilling to just go along with things but uh, there was a, a definitely a period of a couple of months where meltdowns were becoming um more frequent and now when she's outside and she's sort of playing with the neighbors kids like if she doesn't get her own way the meltdown is quite extreme so maybe that's the terrible clues but i think maybe we've escaped the worst of it well i think the terrible twos is a bit of a misnomer because it goes into the threes and fours sometimes as well, depending on the child. So it's really, it, it, there is no time limit on this sort of behavior. We seem to have bypassed it for the most part with the second guy, but the first fella, oh, that was, there was fire and brimstone an awful lot of the time. And I think myself, my wife probably handled it in different ways because it also depends on the personality of the adult present on the sea, at the scene of, a particular crime and any moment in time. But I found it easiest way to do it was just to pretend it was not happening and yeah. completely ignore the child. 
yeah. until the storm blew itself out. As you said, Adrian, there really is no way, bar maybe a temporary distraction. There's no surefire way of handling this. There's no silver bullet. There's no panacea. You just have to ride it out. And some people ride it out by getting angry and trying to come up with a solution, as a lot of men do to these sort of problems. Well, I'm a man and I can fix this. Well, you probably can't. I found the best thing to do was just leave him be or leave her be in this case. And whether it's a lot easier to do that if it's in the middle of your sitting room floor and there's no civilian presence outside of your house to witness it and to pass judgment on what's happening or to offer sympathy or to offer an unhelpful and unsolicited piece of advice. But even when it happens publicly, you just have to let them ride it out. Unless they're hitting somebody else or verbally abusing somebody else, just let it go. Because there isn't a parent out there that doesn't see that and go, there but for the grace of God go I. That was me. I've been that soldier. Or if you've got a one-year-old or a newborn, that's going to me be, I will be that soldier. I don't. If you're a parent out there that looks down your nose at other people's children as they kick off when they're two years old, well, screw you. I mean, I think that says more about you than it does anybody else. Ride oh. out the storm, Adrian. That is my advice. Um, the, 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 the public thing is so interesting and I actually, the people looking down their nose, it does happen in public, the people looking down at their nose at me or her, I couldn't give two hoots about it. It's the people who kind of smile knowingly and like nod and ah, like almost it's so cute. I'm like, fuck you, I'm stressed there. This is fucking, what are you smiling about? But is it is it considered to be bad parenting to, um, because I, I often wonder about that thing about just leaving them at it, like whether it is a tantrum or in the elder lad's case, if he's done something like hit his sister and like I'll send him up to his room to have a think about it. Is that uh, bad parenting? Well, there's a difference between an incident and a an isolated piece of poor behaviour on your child's behalf and the terrible twos or threes, whatever the case may be, because that is a phase and within that phase, you could be experiencing these symptoms, if you want to call them that, yeah. every 15 minutes. Okay. Like, there's obviously a problem if your four or five year old is kicking off every few minutes and hitting out every few minutes. There's probably an anger issue there or something's eating them, and you need to get to the bottom of it. That is not the case for a two year old or a three year old. They're just maybe looking for a little bit of attention. They could be tired. They could be hungry. They could be wet. They could be, if you're toilet training them and they really need to go, but they don't want to because there's a little bit of a fear there. It could be something psychological. It could be any number of things. And I don't know if I have the capacity to find a solution to any of those problems in that moment. And if you just let them ride it out, children are clever at that age. If they see that absolutely nobody is paying any attention to the sheer effort that they're putting in to their tantrum at this moment of time. They just stop. Yeah. They will look around and they will see what's happening and they will stop. Or she'll often, the room, she'll often yeah. start playing with something on the floor. Like she Exactly. She'll be in she'll be in you're dead right about the ignoring them thing. She'd just be she could go in and out of that humor like 10 times over half an hour, like wailing in the same position, wailing, playing, wailing, playing. It's, uh, it's an incredible sight. I'm no psychotherapist, but I'm presuming, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I presume that they have literally had temporary leave of their senses when they're mid meltdown. Mm. That you know the difference between the anger and they're just pissed off about something too. Mm. It just goes to that extra level that actually, like they've lost control of themselves completely. They don't even realize what they're doing. And at that mm. stage, all you can do is walk away because nothing you can do can fix this. Nothing you can well, do. It's like hey, that putting them in front of the TV, giving them some 
something that they want isn't going to appease them. They've no. just lost it. So you just got to let them cry yeah. it out. It's like the footballer that gets sent off and the red Mr. Sends and no matter what any of their teammates say to them, they cannot stop themselves going up to the referee, verbally abusing the referee, pointing the finger at other players, punching someone, hitting someone. They walk off towards the dugout and they start kicking chairs and you know, smacking doors and all the sorts. They took the jersey off and they fling it onto the ground. Maybe if you're Trevor Brennan, you jump into the crowd and punch the head off an Ulster fan. There's no talking to them. So they, yeah. as you say, Nathan, they have taken leave of their senses. So you just, you just hope to raise a rugby player, right? Who just goes, listen, <laughs> I disagree with that decision, but I mean, I'm going to, and off I go to my bedroom. <laughs> I and let's and let's not uh, let's not let's acknowledge the fact Trevor Brennan was my boy. I will throw him in, but he's an outlier, Dave. Come on now. He, he we we have a, at an elder age, we have one of them. Our seven-year-old, when things don't go his way, and he gets really pissed off, he storms off up to his room. And I think he seems to think that this is a some sort of weird punishment for us. I'm like, great. Off he goes. He's like, I've got to my room. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, See you what, later. What, where, and what where's, happens? Where's the, downs- where's the downside for me here? What's the timeline there then? What happens? Uh, usually, well, uh, with the older one, you'd probably have to send him to his room a bit and he could go up 20 minutes later and there'd probably be still tears in the eyes and he'd be half playing with Lego and still be upset and thinking about whether he's going to apologize or uh, waiting for you to come up so to force him into apologizing. Whereas the seven-year-old, uh, I think, I don't know if he ever fully recovers. I think the anger is still there. Right. I think he, you know, if you left him for half an hour, he'd still be as annoyed about. And would you have to go up to him and say, here, come on. Eventually, eventually you'd have to, you're just delaying what you've got to do, but you know, at least he's in a room by himself and you've got half an hour apiece. Uh, you should try the um, the ignoring her, Adrian. Yeah. Like probably between now and bedtime tonight, she's probably going to throw the toys out of the pram and just see what happens if you just walk out of the room. How long does it take before she quietens down? Yeah, she do, see what she does is she is actually you mentioned earlier on Nathan about being independent or whatever. She's really, really like independent. She's totally her own woman and is like not want to be told about things. So she'll actually go off. Sometimes she will sort of go on her own, Dave, and she might go out into the hallway, for example, and just lie down in the hallway and like have the tantrum out of people's uh, eye line. But I mean, obviously, the neighbours can hear her wailing. It's not a, it's not a victimless crime. It's a, <laughs> there are a lot of people to get dragged into. It. Don't worry, don't be worrying about the neighbours. I can't. Uh, no, no, I don't. It feels I, like I, your I, ego has been your ego has been bruised here, Adrian. I think is what's happening because it's not. It's, it's the not, apple. It's she's the like, apple of your eye. You had no, a special no. connection where she always behaves so well for you. Yeah. To do nothing wrong, and now, now this is how she's repaid you. I still, now I still maintain. Whenever it gets brought up, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She was both to have that <laughs> reaction, but uh, ah, yeah. Look, so come here. That's that's my uh, linen laundered. Dave, you've got dirty linen that's been in public quite a bit over the last. Yeah, lot there's things. it's it's um it's fly infested at this stage, <laughs> but <laughs> um and it, it there there is a there's a parallel to what we were just discussing as regards your two year old because it it surrounds that growing inability to be embarrassed by my children in a public forum, which is definitely an asset to have in your armory as a parent, I think, but. If this incident taken place a year ago or two years ago, I would have been mortified. But we were just around a coffee shop there the other day and two lads were playing in a car park. They were playing Floor is Lava, which is a huge hit in our house these days. I don't know if you've I've watched it on Netflix, lads. Great show. Great show. 
Um, it's basically three contestants and the floor is made up of some gooey substance, which they call lava. And there's a series of obstacles that, that are, or um, chairs and desks and that kind of stuff. And you have to use them to get to the other side of the room. You fall in, you're in the lava, you're eliminated. And it's a great, it is a really good show, actually. I've watched it many episodes with them. So they play four lava, so they're jumping over walls and onto stones and trying to stay on the curbs or avoid the lines and markings in the road or whatever. But we're there for about 20 minutes. I'd finished my coffee. I had to go back and do some work. Right, lads, come on. Six-year-old said, oh, yeah, no problem. Daddy came over. Four-year-old was not happy that the game was being interrupted. And from about a 30-yard distance, started to verbally abuse me. Um and what, are we, what are we talking about? Well, you're a daddy. Why are you stupid, such a? <laughs> you're a stupid idiot. You're the worst daddy in the world. And this wasn't like you know a quiet conversation between the two of us. He was telling the the entire area and all of the patrons of that coffee shop exactly what he told me at that moment in time. And there was about four other couples, all who had children, there witnessing this. And then he eventually he knew we were leaving. He had to come over. He came over and he slapped me on the leg. And again, I, just, I was just go. I just went, okay, whatever. Like, I kind of think I quietly said to him, I said, you just hit me there. I promise you, you're going to pay for that. All right. That is unacceptable behavior. And I can assure you that we, when we get home, you're going to pay for that, which in his world only means one thing. Doesn't get to watch TV that evening. Right. Um, but I didn't have any, a moment's thought for those around me. I didn't care because they either all had children my my kids age and are fully aware of that situation happening or they are the parents of toddlers or newborns and they know full well looking at me that that is going to be them someday and i felt no shame or embarrassment at all i just let him shout and then brought him home and uh, dealt with it when i got home at what point do you cease to be embarrassed by your own children yeah i <laughs> I don't feel like I was ever really embarrassed by my kids. Maybe I just don't get embarrassed that much in general. So I was never that bothered. I think the the hitting is the is the one that makes it a very different experience. Like I've only had a couple of occasions where one of the kids has kind of lashed out and you're almost in a little bit of shock of, ooh, now this feels like there's another level of punishment I need to get to. And what is that level of punishment? And how do I how do I get an appropriate punishment for because in your head you're going, well, it's going to be a violent child. Is this child going to be going around tumping everybody for the rest of their life? And uh, yeah, so I don't care. Yeah, embarrassed. It'd be more if they were like having a lash off uh, another kid. That would be then mm. like, oh crap. Like that's, yeah. if they're having a lash off each other, I think it's WrestleMania, it's all on. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> as long as the physical abuse is kept in house, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, as long as when he's calling you an idiot, you're like, you're the fucking idiot. I tell you, who's the fucking idiot? What the bleep did you say to me? Uh, it was funny because my brother was with me. He'd come over to. He's a couple of days. He's come over, and we've done the school run, the walk down to get the, the boys and back. And um, <laughs> as we were walking back to the house, he said, "Could you imagine the repercussions if we had done that?" Or when we did that, can you remember the repercussions when we did that when we were kids? And it was, I mean, it's night and day. And I what, sure would, what would the repercussions have been? Well, there would have been a slap. Yeah. Do you know, there would have been a clip around the clip, ear. Yeah. And, you, it, and it certainly wouldn't have been violent or forceful. 
but it would have been enough to remind you that probably best to think twice before you behave in this manner again, son. Um, and I know this sort of parenting is outlawed for a reason, <laughs> a very good reason. And I'm glad to say I've never laid a hand on my kids, but the, uh, the, the, the ability for you to discipline your children is definitely lessened by the fact that you don't have that in your armory, even the threat of it. Because mm. I'd say the best parents from our parents' generation, the threat was there, but they never found themselves mm. forced to use it. Yeah. I thought for a second there that maybe uh, how this uh, podcast was going to go to the next level in terms of fame was that we were going to start advocating for the return of slapping Corporal children. punishment. <laughs> this is, yeah. this, we're bringing it to the doll. We have no way of controlling these children. They're abusing <laughs> us in the streets. A little clip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody, the nation should unite behind us. So I'd say we turn up at the doll, but there'd be like the three of us with black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in case there is somebody listening to this that is going to rush immediately to social services, we do not condone the slapping of children and fully support it being outlawed in the statute books. One hundred percent. It's not. It's not a grey area. I I do remember getting specifically two giant kicks up the hole from <laughs> <laughs> for two separate incidents that I mean I deserved I the <laughs> hole didn't even come close to what I deserved to get uh, and I'm not I'm what did not, you do what did you do didn't do me any harm that is for an entirely different podcast uh for an wow session. what age for you um I would have been in my on your 21st was it <laughs> yeah that's right last year uh <laughs> No, I'd have been in my teens. I'd have been in my... Sorry, teens? 14, 15. I, it, was, it was stupid stuff, stupid stuff. But a good tone the whole is... Are you, were you not like the same size as your alpha in your teens? No, I was I was a quite a small uh, grower. Is that... Uh, was, still, there's a level of... Unless, until you get to 16, 17, there's a level of strength that... Your father oh, the man strength. Have. Ah, listen, the man strength. I mean, my old man's in his mid eighties now, and he'd still clobber me. I'd say there'd be no, uh, <laughs> no bother to him. But um, ah, yeah, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying oh, like sure, it didn't do me any harm, sort of thing. Like you're better off not doing that. But at the same time, I deserved a tone hole. Like it's uh, that was the way of life back then. But I, yeah, it's it's it, we're in a better place now where you can sit down. It's funny because you do when when there are those moments where you're you get filled with. I mean, I don't know, anger slash rage or whatever, and you're trying to deal with your kids. And like inside, you're like the, the you know, you're like fuming and want to make sure that your kid understands that whatever they did is the right thing to do. And obviously you need to remain calm and convey your message in a, in a good tone and a clear, clearly communicated message. And internally you're like, you're, the lava is boiling up. So, oh yeah, this, the, the ability to stay cool in those situations is it's a fleeting one. It isn't always there. You do your absolute best not to lose your temper. I mean, it's very difficult when you are being, it wasn't that I wasn't embarrassed, but I was annoyed. Like this is my four-year-old who I love like more than life itself. And he's abusing me and he's hit me a slap as well. Like it's not a nice position <laughs> to be in. You know, there's, give you care so deeply about this person and they're verbally abusing you. It's, um, no one wants to be abused by anybody. But when it's someone that you love, it's it's even more difficult to take. But I did manage just about, re, you know, retain my senses and keep my cool. And we went home and he was sent to his room. And then a few minutes later, I went up and we had a chat. 
and you know you try and impress on them how that behavior is just completely unacceptable and how hurtful it is to me you know i'm i'm heartbroken by the way that you spoke to me and um then you hug it out and you know there's a kiss and a cuddle and um then he then has about 4 hours in which to break down the barrier to his 1 hour of tv that night and he usually does manage to break down those barriers in fairness <laughs> to him <laughs> it's very hard to hold a grudge for several hours yeah which when they've talked very hard about what happened? Oh, and there yeah. is, you're, you are punishing yourself a little bit as well by denying that's him right, that's that right, hour. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you are. It makes it difficult. And it's an awful lot easier to say, oh, by the way, he's not allowed to watch TV tonight. I'm heading to work later. I'll, 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 let, I'll let that fall into your lap and you can, I'll dole out the punishment, but you're the one who has to enforce it. But when, did, uh, when did slapping stop being a thing? Like, I don't remember... You'd never be at your friend's house when you're growing up and if it happened that their parent had given them a slap. I don't oh, but they'd never give you a clip while, while somebody was in the house. Somebody else was there, yeah. Oh, you couldn't clip them if somebody else in the house. No, no, no. That wouldn't be good etiquette. You wait until they're out and then kick the shit out of them. The, I'm just looking at something here. The right to reasonable chastisement was removed in 2015. Right. Yeah. So, I'd say culturally it had disappeared before. Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting. We, um, I was on a three-hour course on Monday night for uh, safeguarding of children, rules and protocols for the FAI. And, you know, we were brought through these different scenarios like role play and that kind of thing. But one was whereby you see a father forcefully hit their child as they're getting into the car after leaving the field because the child missed a chance to score. And we were all forced into a position where we have to ask ourselves, how would you react in that situation? Oof. I don't recall the last time I saw a parent hitting a child. No. I, I guess a great thing, obviously, because mm. if it was something you saw regularly, like we remember as kids seeing a kid getting a slap in the supermarket for throwing a tantrum or for throwing something or, you know, belting the head off his little brother or something. But thankfully, it's not something that I've had to think about because what, I haven't seen What would you do? Well, in that situation, I mean, the, the scenario, the hypothetical scenario in this case, it was the words used in the script were a forceful punch to the head. Oof. So, I mean, in but that you're situation... You're legally obliged, aren't you? Well, that situation, you're in the guards. But, but um, I, I, and I did the same course. I, I, I was surprised by the amount of things that happened that you were legally obliged to actually report it. Yeah, well, I don't know if you're legally obliged. Um, the... One of the primary things to do is obviously you have to speak to the person who is responsible for the safeguarding measures within the club that you were mm. with at the time. But for me in that particular situation, that would be secondary. The first thing you do is, is ring the guards because if that kid has been hit in that way, getting into the car in front of all these other people, how is that child being treated behind closed doors? And you know the welfare of that child is paramount. It's of more importance than anything else. But... On, that, on the slapping of children, it's such it's such a rare thing to see. Mm. Now, that obviously doesn't mean that it doesn't go on, I'm sure. We know that there's physical abuse of children going on um, behind closed doors. And I mean, that's a shocking thing, but you don't see it publicly anymore. Well, this is quite the, uh, quite the joyous return to, to DadCast. <laughs> um, so, Discipline by DadCast. Yeah. I mean, don't pay any attention to that. Does, should we just have a constant ticker rolling across the bottom of the screen? Do not heed this advice. 
do do the opposite. Um, what else is going on? We're potty training. Right. Uh, You're a dab hand at this stage now, Nathan, aren't you? Three three times a Yeah, chat. but again, it's so long, like five years since the last one. Uh, boy, one was a difficult process. I think there were many tears along the way from many people involved in the uh, scenario. It was a, could well have been a year-long experience, I think, by the time <laughs> we got there. Maybe started too early and ended too late. Uh, the second one had watched what had happened with the first one, thought, actually, I've seen... I've seen how this works. Uh, I'll just hop up and away we go. Uh, this so far has been sort of hit and miss. Uh, there's been a, I think yesterday there were four hits and three misses. Turns out there was a lot of peeing going on. There were four hits and three misses. So I'm that's not sure good. I'm trying to figure out. Is, is, is it that just that process that so in a week's time we're sort of five and two and then... How many days seven, into six, how many Six days and into one it? and the one is a... I think we're only about three days in. Ah, now, that sounds, that sounds there's been no There's been no poop in the three days. Oof. And generally it'd be like clockwork, so... You know, there's maybe a and what about what about what about the, the child? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's uh, that, so she's a bit a bit uh, sort of white line fever, is she? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say she's just the yeah, stage fright. What happens next? But the 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 peeing is going okay, so I'm quite hopeful that this will be done by well by the time we can go traveling in the car again. So I do remember uh, the first time there was no poop for two or three days, and you're like watching him like a hawk you're like oh, this is this is it's on route this must be incoming it's being brewed as we speak mm-hmm. i'm not going to get caught and so you're following around the room you're looking making sure he's not going in behind any couches or anything that's right and then they find a way to beat to beat you they somehow managed to you know find that maybe the doorbell rings or maybe you're on your phone or you've gone to the loo yourself or you've had to do something and that two minute window once it's like watching Line of Duty when, for some reason, uh, they've taken the surveillance off or due to some paperwork inaccuracies. And in that in that short window, the uh, the suspect has managed to evade their clutches. That used to happen to us. And you come back in two minutes later, and you'd be met with a little deposit on the floor. <laughs> so you you need to keep an eye on that one, Nathan. There is she can't go on forever. And, no. and like and like the thing is, you're obviously going to be outside at some point, Nathan, and you might need to go on the side. Well, of the- I think we're still at that stage, so she's just gone out there for a walk. So I presume there's a nappy on. Okay. Because I mean, like, if you need to take a dump at the side of the side of the road or whatever, like for a nappy over over the. That's fence. what you should do. That's what you should do. You know. Uh, is, it, is was that the right thing to do to send her out with a nappy on? Is that not mixed? Maybe mix she messages? doesn't. Maybe it is, but I, yeah, she's still very young. So what, I don't. Maybe she's not. What age you meant to body train your kids? So what age is she? She'd be three in August. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Before yeah. before they go into like Montessori or whatever. That's yeah, cool. that's true. Yeah, she's starting Montessori in September. So yeah. and it's a real generalization, isn't it? But the, the, when the talk would be, I've no experience of it, for, obviously. But the talk would be the girls tend to pick these things up a bit more quickly. Oh, I'd be shocked if uh, <laughs> I'd be shocked if she didn't. Uh, but generally, um, yes, everything you've heard about girls being smarter uh, and more mature than boys has played out in our house so far. And as we get older, we realise it isn't specific to children and that it seems to be the situation well well into our lives. Um, that is the return to Dadcast. And uh, if people want to get in touch, Jerry is sitting on, I understand, like a whole outbox or inbox of... A gold mine communicate so um we'll bring those to you whenever he, he's going to be he'll be here 
spot two weeks time we're going to do it um, and in the meantime if you've got anything you want to get into us we've got an email address that I can't remember you can hit us up on uh, Twitter it's probably the easiest place to get us at DagCastPod and uh, leave reviews on all the usual places that you find us lads enjoy the return to um, normal life over the next couple of weeks yeah you too enjoy the return to playing fields in Dublin oh yeah. will there be a, have to be a DagCast debrief with some nicely poured pints of stout we could all be sat around a, a table at some point, looking at each other, recording pod, the dadcast in person. Uh, we'll definitely record it. We'll record a dadcast where we're in a slight state of inebriation. I'm sure our listeners would, <laughs> would dearly love that. What, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, that is dadcast, as Gerald would say, another one in the books. Thanks, lads. That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation.